Musical Theater Writer Guy is recorded as a YouTube channel series on Muncie Lenape and Canarsie Lands. The audio from each episode is also released here in podcast form. To watch or to learn more, please find us on YouTube or through my website at michaelraddy.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-R-A-D-I dot com. Enjoy the show! Did you know that vowels and vowel sounds are actually different things? We all know the vowels, A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y. Not only are these vowels made up of vowel sounds, but there are also a lot more vowel sounds than just these five or six vowels. And writers, performers, musical directors, vocal coaches, anyone who deals with spoken or sung sound in a show has to have an in-depth understanding of what these songs are, how they affect dialogue and singing, and how they can be altered for clear storytelling. Sup everyone, I'm Michael Ratty, aka Musical Theater Writer Guy. Musical Theater Writer Guy. That's me. Welcome to my channel where I talk about everything musical theater from a storytelling perspective. I upload videos every other Friday, so make sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell to never miss an episode. As a performer, composer, lyricist, librettist, musical director, and vocal coach, I believe that understanding effective musical theater storytelling can help all kinds of theater makers to create and enjoy high quality art and entertainment. Whether you're a writer, performer, director, designer, producer, stagehand, audience member, a professional professional artist, aspiring, or you simply love the theater. My goal is to present you with an informational toolkit that will enhance your theatrical experiences and help to bolster your enjoyment of the theater. As you already heard, today we'll be discussing vowel sounds, what they are, how we make them, and how we can use them to our advantage in the theater. Well, seems that I have a claim on both armrests today, so let's get the show going. We can make a lot more vowel sounds than we realize, but... What qualifies something as a vowel sound? A vowel sound is basically any sound that can be created with no obstruction of the vocal tract. So from the larynx up and out. Relatively simple. Now, there are a lot of different ways that vowel sounds can be thought of and taught, all of which include slightly different definitions, imagery, and vocabulary. Speech coaches speak about them differently than dialect coaches, than linguists, than voice teachers, than foreign language teachers, etc. There's even a written language called IPA that attempts to universalize the sounds across all languages. So today I'm going to break this down into the simplest and most efficient model that I can so that anyone can walk away from this video today with a better understanding of vowel sounds and how they are made. This does mean that I won't be able to cover every tool available to us, but I do teach these in my coachings and we'll be touching on them in some upcoming workshops and masterclasses as well, so keep an eye out. If you ever took chorus or choir, I'm sure you're familiar with the basic warm-up vowel sounds. E, A, A, O, U. Some people refer to these as the Latinate sounds since they make up the majority of the sounds in Latin, French, Spanish, and Italian. Now, these are a great starting place to be sure, but the available sound palette is actually more nuanced than just these five sounds. So, to keep things simple, I'd like you to think of our basic vowel sound palette as these eight sounds. Now, if you're in a place where you can actually do this along with me, go ahead and repeat with me. E, E, I, A, A, 
a o u. Again, that is e e e a a a o u. You with me so far? These eight sounds are the basic pure vowel sounds that we can take and either alter for a slightly different version, or we can smush them together to create a diphthong. But I'll get there in a second. Oh, but before I forget, we all see how the world is opening back up, which also means that theater is beginning to gather steam again as well. More theater means more auditions. So I'm gonna be running a short two-day challenge in mid-July to help the performers out there to rethink and re-energize their audition materials. I'm calling it the ARC, the Audition Refresh Challenge. And you'll see why that name is super appropriate when you join me. Now, this is not for people who are super content with their audition book as it currently is, nor for the people who aren't willing to put in a little extra work. This challenge is for performers who are interested in looking at their current material with a fresh perspective, and for those who might want to reconsider what material they actually have and keep in their audition book. The challenge is going to take place on Saturday, July 17th and Sunday, July 18th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's totally free, and it's going to be taking place on Instagram Live, which means that if you don't already follow MT Writer Guy on Instagram, that would be your next step. Now, originally, I got into teaching audition prep because I was frustrated by the lack of good information on how to actually land an audition in the room. There were so many people out there who were just giving the basics repeatedly or who were focusing on the minutia of what exactly to wear and how to say hi and how to psych yourself up in the holding room but nothing really about how to make the audition itself great, stand out, captivating. It, it was always, well, your talent will take care of that. But that, that just isn't true. So I began gathering all the information I could from successful auditioners and other teachers and distilling it all down into its essential components. I've been teaching audition technique for about eight years at this point. Those that I've coached have gotten into top tier schools, colleges and workshops, and of course, booked shows of all types all over. Now with the world beginning to reopen, what better time to refresh and rethink that audition book? So I will be posting reminders and more information on my MT Writer Guy Instagram account, as well as here and on my website as we get closer. So do make sure to grab a follow and to join my email list on michaelratty.com. And please do save those dates because I'm really excited to share my thoughts with you come mid-July. Okay, so now that we've gotten that out there, I think we need to go back and ask the question, what did I mean by altering a vowel sound? Well, three of the eight vowel sounds are very malleable and can be pronounced differently by changing your mouth shape. Ah, uh, and ooh. In fact, we do this all the time without even realizing it. Quick note, I do realize that some of this changes depending on where you live and your regional accent. Onward. A sound like a uh in cut can be changed to a darker uh as in apart, or kind of squished down as in the uh in good. Uh, uh, uh. Ooh can sound like ooh in uber, or like the ooh in cool. Cool, uber. Ah can sound like the ah in hot, the ah in caught, or can be made just a little bit brighter to take the ah to ah, which is also known as the flat ah sound. 
You'll notice I've already used the terms dark and bright, which are heavily utilized by the singing community to describe vowel sounds and their placement within the mouth. Dark meaning further back and bright meaning further forward. Some people use open versus closed or round versus flat, but it all has to do with your tongue placement as you are making these sounds. For brighter, forward, closed, flat type, sounds more of your tongue is closer to the roof of your mouth and it's flatter so less rounded or cupped uh, the optimal example sound for this would be e say that with me e feel where your tongue is darker back open rounded type sounds mean that the back of the tongue remains high while the middle of the tongue is down and the tip of the tongue has curled back up so it creates a slight rounded cupping shape with your tongue. The best example of this would be that really dark oo in uber, uber. Try to put your tongue in that placement as you say uber. Why am I bringing this up? Well, if we can understand how vowel sounds can be altered by tongue placement, we can make the choice to darken or brighten any sound we would like to fit a certain style of speech or singing. For instance, classical vocals tend to be darker, rounder sounds. So we can take the bright, flat E sound and darken it to E by changing our tongue placement. This gives the E a more classical feel. E versus by the same token, we can take the dark oo sound and with a flatter, higher tongue, brighten it to oo. This is the kind of oo that a lot of us say when we say ew, the kind of sound that's a little bit more like the way that young, modern, contemporary people speak. So then we have oo versus oo. Okay, Michael, but what about diphthong? Hmm, good question. Diphthongs occur when we smash multiple vowel sounds together right next to each other in one word. Almost all of the vowel letter names include a diphthong, with E being the only exception. A is a e, a a. I is a e, I I I. O is o u, o u is e u, e u u u, and then y actually has three vowel sounds. For the w sound at the beginning of the word y is actually just a held in u w w. So that w opens into an i sound, leaving us with. U-A-E, why, why? And I could go on with different sound examples of diphthongs, they are everywhere. And you'll find a lot of these next to the R sound in words, since the R kind of functions like a vowel sound in a lot of regional accents. Like I said, the topic is complex and far-reaching, but if you can master the three foundational ideas of the eight basic vowel sounds, how to alter those sounds with tongue placement, and how to dissect a diphthong, then the entire world of vowel sounds is open to you and your use. So, whether you're a writer trying to make a line easier to say, or a lyric easier to sing, 
or you're a performer trying to wrap your mouth around a lyric or a line or to make something feel freer on your voice. These concepts are fantastic additions to your toolkit. All right, fellow cast members, now it's time to hear your thoughts. If you like this video and are interested in hearing more, make sure to hit that like button and more importantly, leave a comment below. Let me know what you thought of today's topic. Was it super confusing? Uh, has it changed the way you think of sounds? Are you gonna try some of these at home? The theater is a community and I want this channel to be an extension of that community, so I do wanna hear from you. And if you'd like to join our Patreon community with more information and more access, you can click the link in the description below, knowing that I could not do all that I do without you and your support. The next episode will arrive in two weeks, but in the meantime, make sure to save those challenge dates and check out some of my other videos here. Thank you all for being here with me today, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers! Thank you for listening to Musical Theater Writer Guy, available wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and review this show as it really helps others to discover what you already know. And please do share this show far and wide so we may all become an even closer musical theater community.